If you bleed red, you're in the right place. It's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Man, oh man, tough one for Arkansas at the BOK in Tulsa today. As we get after it with you, the people, here on the People's Post Game Show, streaming it live and doing it for you as we get our way into the conversation here, mix-wise on the audio and the video and screaming across the internet airwaves too. It's your boy Josh Bertaccini, Team B Media, Bunker Studios. We hang out after a 79 to 70, 79 to 70 Arkansas Razorback defeat. At the hands of the Oklahoma Sooners. And so the Hogs find themselves now at a uh, a trickier spot. Six and four as they move it forward. And we'll have a couple of games left in the non-con schedule before we move it into the conference play action here the first week of January. So what are we doing here tonight? Well, we're doing a little post-game work, a special edition and impromptu people's post-game show for basketball, really number two. We did one back in October. My, how this season seems to go by so fast. We did one back in October after the Arkansas-Purdue game on a Saturday, and here we are just a couple weeks after the end of football, a rough year at that, with the Hogs going 4-8. and eight. We find ourselves doing a little bit of basketball work here for the second time this year as we do it on this, what, 9th of December on a Saturday evening here as 2023 gets away from us quick. Three weeks left to go. And it is indeed getting late this year fast and hope everyone is having a good holiday stretch. You got yourself a nice weekend in front of you too to enjoy once we get through this thing here. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this as well, but I'm sure you did not enjoy watching that basketball game so much here today. Just not a very juicy one to say the least as Arkansas time and again made plays to get back into the game to make it you know, seem like they were going to find a way to make this a more competitive basketball game before all was said and done. But alas, it was not meant to be. And the Hogs end up on the short end of the stick 79 to 70. Now Oklahoma is a pretty good basketball team. I think it's important we start the conversation there too. This is a Sooner squad that has not lost a game yet this year, has been really sharp in the non-conference portion of its schedule. And so Arkansas was going to have to play a pretty spectacular game regardless to be in it, to have a chance to win it. And that's not at all what you got. I think the final score in this one of 79 to 70 is actually a blessing in disguise for Arkansas. Not that they lost the game. That's not what I'm saying. But it felt like this was a game that could have been a 25 or 30 point kind of loss. I mean, this felt like a game that could have gotten away from you way worse than it actually even did. And ultimately that did not happen. Arkansas battles to the end, which you'll like to see, but was never really in this basketball game at any point in the second half. Um, some droughts early, certainly hurting the squad, but I felt like the end of the first half was really the letting go of the ropes started to happen. You had a 23-23 tie, and then OU goes on a 14-2 run to close out at the end of the first half, and all of a sudden you look up, you're down double digits, you're down a dirty dozen, 37-25, to as you go into halftime. 
And once you're down by 12 points, it changes the dynamic of a lot of different things. Certainly it changes the dynamic that you find yourself facing as far as coming back because the energy level that's going to be required now out of you is just exponentially significantly more. The comeback from big figures down is always harder and you might be able to do it. I'm not saying you can't. The three point shot has made a lot more comebacks doable, but double figures down is tough. So you start the second half, you get a quick flurry of six, Draymond Mark in the mix, but I think he's still getting his stamina back. And just as soon as Arkansas started to knock on that door and cut this basketball game, the Cardinal and Crimson Classic or whatever the heck they call it, Cut it down to six points. Bang, bang. Out of Oklahoma as Owe and McCollum, that backcourt who's pretty nasty. A couple transfers have come in and made Porter Mosier's life a lot easier there in Norman. 20 points for McCollum, 14 for Owe. They shot a combined 11 for 20 from the floor, four for nine from three, eight for eight from the line. These guys ate you up. And McCollum was the best player on the floor. 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, leading the way offensively and defensively as well. And Oklahoma's good basketball team. Now, if the Hawks had their full complement of players healthy, if Trevon Brazil was out there in this game, which he was surprising to me, but he was in this game for Arkansas. He was in the starting lineup after Moss and crew made a humongous deal about it during the week in regards of, you know, he's hurt. He's not feeling well. He's in the pool. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. And then yet at the end of the day, what happens? It is exactly what goes down. You see Trevon Brazil in the lineup. Despite all the talk about him not being out there, he was absolutely out there. And uh, wow. I mean, that was not Trevon Brazil the way we've come to expect. Looked limited, looked one legged, frankly. And so Brazil out there today didn't do much for you. He played 11 minutes, took two shots, 0 for 2 from the floor, 0 for 1 from 3. I know what this did. No points, one rebound, two steals. He got a tech. They gave it to Chandler Lawson. After a little pushing and shoving, I thought it was an incorrect assessment. It was clearly Brazil who got in the middle of that. Something about Trevon Brazil and technical fouls. This guy cannot help himself. He gets in the middle of the fisticuffs. And it's just, it's awkward. And when he's not healthy, I don't think you put him in a good spot either. So that was weird to play him. Lawson, who had played so well last time out, gave you nothing in this game either. A lot of no-shows for Arkansas. Hogs lift the shooting percentage to 40% by the end of it, but most of that came way late. Oklahoma finishes at 51%. There was a, you know, a tie in this game when OU was shooting 56% from the floor with 10 minutes left and Arkansas was shooting 33% from the field. That's it. That's not going to do it. That's not going to do it against a really good team, let alone against a really bad team. Caleb battled two for 10. He did fight his way to the line and make all eight free throws, but the Jersey kid had 13 points and he struggled. You got a good game out of Jeremiah Davenport. We'll do some standouts later, but he's certainly a candidate amid some struggles. 12 points for JD who had a couple of long threes to keep Arkansas in it. Uh, Makai Mitchell, nine points and six boards, five of six from the line. He's been better lately, but not a lot out of Debo. Raymond Mark, as we said, was limited. And by the time you get down the stretch in this game, it was too big a deficit for Arkansas to overcome. You lose by nine, y'all. You lose by nine. Now, the, the easy company line is going to be blame the refs. 
because the whole world is conspiring against Arkansas. I just, I can't do that here tonight. So you're not going to get that out of me. If you're looking for that, I'm sure somebody's opened up a chat room or a space or something, you know, that'll make you feel better. But Arkansas shot more free throws in this game than Oklahoma did. So none of that. Arkansas 26 of 31 at the line. OU 22 of 28. Um, there were a couple calls at the rim that didn't make a ton of sense. The refs clearly felt like this was a, a game that could get away with them. I think Arkansas has got a reputation right now. Y'all big picture as a team of hotheads. And a big part of that is obviously the head coach. I think Eric Musselman right now, and he got tossed out of this game. And here we are 10 minutes in the post game. And it's like, you're saving the juiciest stuff for last, but maybe I am. It's not why they lost the game, but man, four free throws. You could have lost this game by only five, or maybe you would have been in it with a minute left. You're down by 15 points with 16 minutes left in the game. And your head coach gets himself tossed out of the game with a double technical foul. That happened. And I think Eric Musselman's a heck of a coach. And I'm a huge supporter of everything he's done to resuscitate this basketball program. But that is the second time in three years now at these BOK games that Eric Musselman has gone out there and gotten himself tossed out of the basketball game. What's up with that? And I know you feel like the refs are out to get here. There's a call or two they missed. But surely there's a better way to communicate your displeasure with the zebras and the way they're officiating the game than to get yourself double teed up and tossed out. That did not help this team today. Did not at all. You say, oh, well, they had a couple of runs and they played better after he got tossed. Uh, Okay. That's what it takes to get you focused and ready to go. Then you got more problems than we even realize. You know, key smart into the mix. Active head coach, got some experience coaching them on the road when Musk had the shoulder surgery a couple years ago. Man, Keith Smart, he's good enough to be a head coach. That's fine. He's not this team's head coach. So when Musk gets tossed with a double T with 15 minutes left, you're basically telling the team, I'm sick of your performance. I'm going to blame it on the refs. I'm out. Tough loss for the Hogs. 79-70. Oklahoma wins by nine. This was a double-digit game for most of the second half. Arkansas falls to six and four. Hawks are going to have their work cut out for them. Now, you do like the fact that they played a pretty rugged non-con, so that stuff's going to come back to help them later, but they are certainly a work in progress. They are not there defensively. They are not there on the glass. They got out-rebounded in this game by double figures as well, and offensively, I think they continue to go through the motions of figuring out who their go-to player is. You know, Brazil Hurt should not have been out there in this game. That was odd that he was even out there at all, and without him... Feeling great without Mark all the way back yet from his ankle or back deal, excuse me. That was a back deal that Mark had, an ankle deal that Brazil had. And then Caleb Battle had himself a bad shooting game. Couldn't get the threes to drop. And so when none of your three lead dogs are playing good basketball offensively, your offense is going to struggle. I think we know that much. But it was more than that today. And certainly there's a sense of them being kind of undisciplined. Like when I look at this Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team right now, I see some tremendous individual parts. I see some tremendous individual pieces, but I'm not sure if I see a team that can play consistent high level basketball. I haven't seen it yet. There's a long way to go, a very long way to go. And you know, Musk has a track record of getting his teams 
to go a long way from where they are early in season. So anybody who's overreacting too much of this game here tonight is uh, probably off in their own land, having their own things going on. But it was not a great performance tonight. No, it was not. Absolutely, it was not. All right, we need to take a timeout. Let's do that right now. We are rolling is what we're doing. It's the People's Post Game Show. So interview the people. Follow us, listen, watch, subscribe, The Real NWA JP. And we're going to roll it till we're done, right? An hour long post game for basketball after every Saturday game all season long. And we got them full steam ahead in conference play coming up around the corner in January. So Christmas around the corner. Happy holidays to everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to hang out tonight, talk some more basketball. We'll hear from Eric Musselman. If he shows up to the post-game presser in just a little bit. Room for some calls, your thoughts on social media. Let's have some fun with it. Thanks for listening. We're right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business cards, show signs, and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback Land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Your boy is back. Fantastic.
fantastic of you to join us here tonight as we make some post-game conversation happen here. It is the People's Post-Game Show, and we are doing it for y'all. That's who we're doing it for. And thanks to every last one of you who has come out and hung out and made this part of your spot here tonight, the Team B Media Bunker Studio for our comfy confines as we bear our way through the program. Uh, follow, listen, watch, subscribe. You can do it at the real NWAJB across all social media. And so you get yourself in the door there. And I think you'll like what you're working with. Chance to get involved with a pretty awesome community of diehard Razorback folks who are on the regular um, invested in these games and following these games. And as long as you keep it clean, we 100% invite you inside of the room with us. All right. Okay. Arkansas loses 79 to 70. The Hogs find themselves in a spot where they probably didn't expect to be going into the season, digging for wins. And at six and four now, I think there's a sense that maybe they've started to flatline a little bit. Maybe they've started to run out of some early season mojo, some early season juice. I think there's an argument to be made there. I, I just have to believe right now that Eric Musselman finds himself you know, deeply frustrated and maybe in a spot where his team has cost him some more emotional energy and stamina than he thought it would at this point. Um, they're, they're a work in progress. They're coming together slowly. They're not nearly where he thought they would be when he talked about them being as cohesive a bunch as he has coached so far. I don't think we're seeing that. Remember that back in October, this team is mature. They're professional. They're further along than any group I've had. All right. They, they made him look like he was on point there when they went out and beat Purdue. Not so much around the corner when you can't find a way to, you know, hold serve against a Greensboro. And certainly Bahamas was a bad look for them. And then the game today, I don't know, y'all, what's going on with Jerome Brazil, but it's a slippery slope when you become regarded by the officials, by the Zebras consistently as a troublemaker, as somebody who's causing, you know, problems and getting in fisticuffs. I'm not saying Brazil is taking swings at people. I'm not saying Trevon Brazil is, you know, doing anything that's just absolutely dirty, dirty, but he walks a fine line and he loves to yap and he likes to, you know, use the feet to walk on guys heads or, or kick them in the back. He's literally done these things this year. I think they called the technical on Chandler Lawson. They meant to assess it to Trevon Brazil because he was in the middle of the little hollering and shoving. I mean, he's got to be averaging one technical foul per game. Does anybody think I'm wrong about that? I mean, he's, he's got to be averaging at least one technical foul per game. So you like go into a game knowing Trev's going to give the other team two free throws. I'm just saying that's odd. Why was he out there today? He looked like he was on one leg. Eric Musselman telling, I don't think Muscle was lying on Wednesday. He can barely walk right now. He's, he's not able to practice. He's on one leg. He's, a, he's got a severely sprained ankle. And then they trot him out in the starting lineup. Is that tactical work? I can't blame the refs for that one. You put Trev Brazil out there on the court, you're a supposed unicorn player, and he looks like he can't move. Whose decision was that going into the game? Getting blitzed on defense, giving you nothing on offense. Uh, Brazil should not have been out there. He wasn't able to really protect himself. Plus, this is what? December? It's like the same time last year when he got hurt. Why would you even push the envelope with him at all? Why would you do that? I have no idea why you would do that. Oklahoma 79, Arkansas 70. Some good calls here on the postgame show as we 
roll our way through it. Some more stats for you. And we'll do standouts and struggles and look ahead before we're done. Brazil ended up playing 15 minutes. Minus four on the plus minus defensive rating. As we said earlier, no points to just the one rebound. He did him two steals. I don't know how on one leg. That's how long that guy is. 13 points out of battle that led the way for you. 12 for Davenport, nine for Mitchell. Tremont Mark had eight. Hogs, um, two technicals on the coach with 16 minutes left. One on Lawson. They're calling it Lawson. That was, again, I don't think he was on the floor at the time, but whatever. Maybe he was. Uh, 20 at, what do I know? 20 out of McCollum for OU. How about 14 for OE? He was on at, at 11. A lot of transfers for Porter Mosier is now three and two against Eric Musselman all time. And two and one at Oklahoma, one and one out west at Nevada and Loyola. Rivaldo Soares had 13 off the bench. He played well too. How about that cat, Hugley? He is huge. Hugley is a grown man, just a monster out there. OU up by 19 at one point and um, led for most of the game. Had the lead for 30 minutes of this contest. Rebounds at the end of the day. Uh, look at those. How about 33 to 25? OU wins by eight there. Paint points, 36-26 OU. Turnovers, Arkansas had 16. Oklahoma had 13. Again, Hawks down 12 at the half and rally and close the gap and lose the game 79-70. to All right. Hope you're doing well. Good to have you on board as we continue our way into the holiday stretch here. We got the holidays revving up right around the corner, right? You got a chance to get that thing going in full effect and the lights are up on the, the squares all over the place. It's just a fantastic time of year. And so I hope you all are uh, getting a chance to enjoy some of that and take a look, see at it. I know the Fayetteville Square is looking gorgeous right now. Springdale as well. Need to get up to to Rogers and Benville at some point here and take a look, see at them as well. But Arkansas falls short 79 to 70. The Hogs find themselves uh, now at six and four on the season and trying to get a little bit of organization within the team itself, because it feels like on this roster, there is just not a lot right now. Um, that you can count on consistently. They haven't played like a team yet. Now, I did like seeing Jalen Graham out there some more in this game. I think he gives them some confidence offensively that they don't really seem to have when he's not on the floor. But, man, um, you're going to have to find something out before this thing is uh, said and done if you're going to make a run and be in the mix for the Sweet Eight, uh, Sweet 16, or the Elite Eight, rather, as... Um, as this thing proceeds. All right. Um, let's continue with some of this reaction. How about a question of the night? How about a QOD on the board? Let's put it out there like that. The double technical that has gotten so much talk from us here on the show. Um, what do you think? What was your, your feel second time in three years that he's gotten himself tossed out of the game at the BOK center. Let's put some options up on the board. What's your reaction to Musk getting tossed out of BOK again? How about loved it? Because you know some folks out there are going to tell you they absolutely loved it, that it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. How about blame the refs? That could be part of it too, because you know that, hey, it's the refs' fault. Uh, emotional reaction, which I think clearly, you know, you're a guy who's that competitive, that consistently, you get to a spot where it's difficult to channel your emotions. It's difficult to not react emotionally when you are in the heat of the battle and you're going through it. That I can get. That I understand. 
And it's something obviously Moss himself is going to need to work on too, because your team could have used you for the final 16 minutes of the game. And then there's too much. I think that needs to be worked in the conversation too. I'm as big a believer in Eric Musselman's coaching abilities as anybody. I've seen this guy up close and personal. I've seen him behind the scenes. I mean, he is, uh, I've seen him running practice. I've seen him at public get togethers. I don't know him well as a friend personally, but I can tell you everything I've seen so far. I love this guy as a head coach. I do, but we've all got flaws. No man is perfect. Everybody's got shortcomings things they need to work on, things that they can no doubt be better at, no question about it. And I think when you look at Arkansas right now and it's head coach Eric Musselman, you feel like that's one of the things that needs to be worked on is his emotions. Sometimes just boil over and put him in a a tough spot. Um, It didn't help Arkansas to be down by 19. And I think at that moment in time, it made it feel like this game was completely over. Like, like the last 16 minutes were just mailed in. And I don't think you can give your team that feel. I don't you think you can send them that message. I don't think you want to either, for that matter. Woo! That's what you got. All right. And on that note, why don't we take our final break? We'll come back. We're going to try to get you some must sound before we wrap this thing up. And I got standouts and struggles to get to. All right. And a weekend to have. So uh, a special edition People's post game show three weeks before the official start of conference play. We'll do these bad boys every Saturday, all January, February, and March long. And I'm looking forward to it. Going to be a wild ride with this team. We are very early, but we're talking about a team that has not figured out how to play team ball yet. We'll do a little more and wrap this bad boy up. Some of your thoughts too on the social media right after this, as we continue. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high-quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! You need help in a difficult situation. Reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. 
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Peg Suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. It's an anger management thing. I'm thinking of the Jack. Was that a Jack Nicholson movie or maybe Adam Sandler? Maybe they're both in it. Um, but anger management, that's a real thing in real life. When your emotions and rage and inner turmoil can sometimes get the best of you, so much so that, you know, you're not giving your, your job, your team, the best version of you, then it's maybe something you need to address and deal with. And I'm no anger management expert. I'm somebody who deals with my own chippiness and anger issues consistently. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, especially, you know, hot blooded guys. I mean, if you're running hot, you got that testosterone and it's coursing through your body and you're competitive. And I mean, I understand it, but I'm saying you can't justify it when it comes out like that in a game. And, and again, one technical is one thing that was a double technical y'all. This game went from 46 to 33 till you looked up and it was 52 33. And it was not for a, a four five, six point swing there. I think it was ultimately like six point swing. Maybe you're in this game with 30 seconds left. And I know Musselman kind of walks on water around here. And so you need to be careful when you criticize him. It's not the same as the criticisms of Sam Pittman that I've levied in the last two years. And in particular this year, where it looked like he had let go of the rope and was not giving the team, you know, his best effort, his energy, his heart and soul, whatever was going on, they weren't getting results. It was a cluster. That is not what I'm seeing with Eric Musselman and Razorback basketball. It is not one in the same, not even close. It's not got to want creeping into the Twitter feed here saying, here goes JB again, the coach killer. I'm no coach killer. I'm no coach killer, but I talk real. And these guys are human beings and gals. They're human beings. Coaches do not walk on water. Not in my book. I think that's been one of my assets in my career. And so even Eric Musselman for all of the great stuff he's achieved and the three straight sweet 16s and the back-to-back elite eights, right? Which is awesome. I mean, like to find gravity when you look at how inept Razorback basketball was for, you know, 20 plus years post Nolan Richardson, he resuscitated it. There's no question. And I think it was that feat that made a lot of people believe he could walk on water, but no, no, no. He's a human being like everyone else. He is capable of mistakes like everyone else. And so Arkansas Razorback basketball, you know, the team itself is having issues gelling, coalescing as a group. I think the head coach is having some issues right now, trying to see where he fits into their mentality. Like what kind of group is this really? Are we really all on the same team? What roles do we have? He hasn't even been been able to settle on a starting five. 
How's that for a thought? Has not been able to sort out a starting five yet this year, partially because the roster doesn't lend itself right now, personnel-wise, to having a clear-cut starting five. And I love this notion of positionless basketball that Eric Musselman wants to perpetuate. I love it. This idea that, you know, it's like European League and it's pro ball and all the pieces are interchangeable and, you know, centers can shoot threes and nobody's a, a point guard. They all just share the rock. And, hey, man. That's an awesome fantasy, but I don't know how real that is. It doesn't seem like a real thing with this team. And I, the positionless basketball is almost to me at times used as a cover up for we're not very big. We, we don't have a lot of size on this team. We're not very big. We don't have a true center. Like Makai Mitchell's probably their truest center and he's played okay. But I mean, he's foul prone and I don't know if you keep him on the floor for long stretches. That's why they spot him in there a lot. He's, he's their one center. Who else do you have? It's not Jalen Graham who played a lot of center today. Chandler Lawson barely played today. He's not a true center. They play Brazil at center times. That's that's not real. This is positionless basketball. There's a downside to it. And you saw it against North Carolina. You did. You saw it in the Bahamas, really against Memphis too. But there are other squads out there that are deeper and bigger. And they're going to come and they're going to try to bully this Razorback team. And the game plan is out there for Eric Musselman and his coaching staff. Don't think that it is not out there. The game plan is out there on how to beat this Arkansas Razorback basketball team. And uh, basically, you play them physical, and you get up in their grill, and you answer their uh, their perimeter shooting, and, and you got them. I mean, you can beat them. There is no question you can win this basketball game and make it happen for yourself. All right? Um, Hogs pushing forward. They're six and four now. We'll try to figure things out as we take it a little deeper into the month of December. Here's the upcoming schedule for your Arkansas Razorbacks as we work it through there as well. The Hogs now have themselves a couple of games left on the calendar this year. And then we'll be into conference play as we get out the gates with next season uh, or next year, I should say, with conference season. And let's take a look at this here quick as we pull it up and I get the right pieces in front of my face so that we can do this properly. Uh, Hogs six and four, 10 games in. And here's what we have coming up for, for Arkansas. Next contest is Lipscomb in Little Rock a week from tonight. We will not do a post game show for that one. Just so you know. But that's coming up against Lipscomb next Saturday in Little Rock that you would think that'd be an easy enough win. Abilene Christian on Thursday. So two games before Christmas, Abilene Christian on a Thursday night. That's a six o'clock game. They made the tournament last year. Arkansas actually played them early last year. They made the tournament. That's not a bad basketball team. So that'll be a tester. And then UNC Wilmington on December 30th. And I think they beat, is it Duke or Kentucky or somebody, but they have a really nice winner two already this year. And you play them at four o'clock on a Saturday before the year is out again, no post game show for Lipscomb or UNC Wilmington. But Lipscomb, Abilene Christian, UNC Wilmington, and then Arkansas starts SEC play against Auburn on Saturday, January 6th. That'll be our first official people's post game show for hoops. Then it's at Georgia, at Florida, home for AM, and home for South Carolina as you barrel your way into conference play. That's what you got going on there. And that is what you're working with. All right, Hogs, find a way to uh, chisel the gap. By the time this thing was done, right? You lose 79 to 70 and you find yourself a lot closer as far as the final margin 
was concerned than maybe you could have going into the game, right? So, I mean, what do you expect? Do you expect Arkansas to to come out and play like this in the future? I do not. Alas, I do not. I think we'll see this team continue to uh, improve. A lot of stuff to be done in practice. And this is where this coaching staff has a chance to earn its money and really get into it is getting behind the scenes and putting in some work and uh, helping this team to get better and to improve in a lot of different areas. Because right now, you certainly have a lot of different areas in which you need to improve. Hogs lose by nine. It didn't feel like a basketball game that was a nine-point game, but that's how it went down, and that's how it goes down. Hogs standouts out of this one as we get ready to wrap this bad boy up for you. I think clearly... Uh, Arkansas got itself a standout performance out of a couple of players in this contest. One in particular, and he brought it on both ends of the floor, pretty much uh, all contest long, was uh, Makai Mitchell. 27 minutes. Is that a season high for Makai? 9.6 rebounds for Makai Mitchell. And played good defense both ways, just a minus two defensively. Also, let's give one as we work it through here on the slate of names for Arkansas. There weren't a lot of guys whose plus minus was decent in this game. Debo Davis, another one playing good D consistently, but didn't give you much offensively. Four points, four rebounds, plus minus a two plus and a steal free throws. Eight of eight for Caleb battle at the line. He leads you with 13 points. We'll put him on the list, even though he was two for 10 from the floor for the game. And how about an honorable mention for Joe Pinion? Five minutes late. It was a plus eight. Hogs went on a little run there, a 10 to two run to end the game to make the final margin look a lot closer than it really was. And on that note, we're going to call this bad boy. Good. I appreciate y'all listening here tonight, hanging out special edition, impromptu style people's post game show for you. The people, as we do it for an hour on Saturdays in conference play all season long, a little special edition work tonight, unscheduled, unprompted, and doesn't matter. We are making it happen. Uh, unmovable from this team B media bunker studio of ours. So we got one in for Purdue. We got one in for Oklahoma. I like that. And of course, football in the rearview mirror. So coming up around the corner, we'll make our way into basketball season. Full blast Christmas coming up too. We got two weeks to go. Two weeks to go till Christmas uh, week to close out the month. So check out the real NWAJB if you've not already. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll do uh, another couple weeks of those bad boys before Christmas here. But every day, 7 o'clock uh, or thereabouts, 704, 705. On the air for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports with you fine folks. Um, we were going to give you a little Musselman uh, post-presser sound, but I do not believe that Mus himself made his way out to the podium after this game. So that would explain why we were unable to find that. And I apologize for that on the technical side of it, because if I don't have the sound, I literally cannot play it for you. So we have looked and we have waited and it's not happening. So when that happens, you got to collect yourself and you got to move on down the road is what you got to do. And on that note, we're going to do that. Um, should be a great rest of the weekend weather-wise, right? Looks like temps in the low 50s. It has been dry, which has been great to see too. Some wind kind of blowing through the region here the last couple of days. So yeah, winter's around the corner. Feels like we are almost there. And uh, happy holidays to every last one of you fine folks for listening and being a part of this thing and just making it fun for me each and every time out. To the whole Team B Media crew, I'm Josh Bertaccini. Final score, Oklahoma 79. 
Arkansas 70. The Hogs fall to 6-4 and four on the year. We'll try to turn it around next Saturday against Lipscomb and then the following Thursday against Abilene Christian. Two games before Christmas. Question of the night remains up. Give me a thought on it. We'll react to that on the Monday show, the real NWAJV at 7. But our question, what is your reaction? What is your final reaction to Musk getting tossed out of the BOK here tonight? Folks, this Razorback squad is some great pieces, but a lot to learn about playing team-oriented basketball consistently. I think that's our big takeaway. Have a great rest of your weekend, y'all. We'll see you on Monday. Adios.